Hello, I'm Claire Sands, one of the co-hosts of the Silent Why podcast. Welcome to this week's My Why, the audio version of my weekly blog on thesilentwhy.com. And as it's the first week of the month, I'm continuing my To Everything There Is A Season series. The season of April. First of all, if you listened to last month's episode, The Season of March, I mentioned the saying, if March comes in like a lion, it goes out like a lamb. As March came in with a storm, it was pretty liony. And if lambs represent a bit of sun, a bit of cloud and a bit of rain, then the saying is true. Last week was apparently beautiful sunshine in the UK, but hubby and I were abroad, so we missed it. So let's just hope that wasn't the British summer. Second of all, I'm currently in the midst of some kind of weird, fluey, shivery, sweaty type thing and I'm feeling pretty rough, so please excuse me if I sound a bit different or there's edits to remove my coughs. I just, I didn't want to not put this out this week. Also, I've yet to hear the dawn chorus or be awake at a time to notice it, but I haven't forgotten my mission to record it for you. So back to the month of April. This month has got a lot going for it in the UK. I feel like if it symbolised one word, it would be hope. Plus, it includes Chris's birthday, so that always feels like a good month in this house. Last weekend, our clocks all went forward an hour, as the saying goes, fall back, spring forward, and we entered British summertime. So although that happens in late March, I feel like April gets the credit for everyone feeling a bit better in the evenings as they start to get lighter and longer. On the 1st of April, we kick things off with April Fool's Day. For those not familiar with this fun tradition, it's a day to play pranks on other people, and when they fall for it, you yell April Fool's at them and then point and laugh. Yes, it's a lovely tradition. This spread even further with the arrival of television, radio and the internet, and for a long time you had to be very cautious on this day about anything you read or saw. Nowadays you just have to be careful about everything you see on any day. For example, in 1957, the BBC broadcast a film in their Panorama Current Affairs series, supposedly showing Swiss farmers picking freshly grown spaghetti, in what they called the Swiss Spaghetti Harvest. The BBC was then flooded with requests to purchase a spaghetti plant, forcing them to declare that the film was a hoax on the news the next day. There is also a substantial amount of real news headlines that are discounted as hoaxes because the news broke on April the 1st. Unfortunate is the comedian who dies on this day. And although I toyed with the idea of putting out a podcast episode saying I was quitting the whole thing of the silent why and had concluded there was no joy and hope to be found in any type of grief, as an April Fool's, I decided against it. So rest easy, there are no April Fool's jokes here. Unlike the time Chris thought it was funny to tell me his dog had died, or the time he got a colleague to call me up to say we'd had a full refund on a large bill on our house renovation, where I profusely thanked him, only for him to ring back and say, Chris says April Fool's. Yes, for some reason, I still married that man. April is also the start and end of the tax year, and that's about as interesting as that gets. Weather-wise, there's a chance April can be very hot, by English standards, so mid to late 20s, and during lockdown in 2020, it was a scorcher, White, pasty, middle-aged men for miles could be seen walking around with no shirt on. And since none of us could go to work, we were plagued with them outside our windows, briefly taking our mind off the deadly virus, ravaging the world, and more towards thoughts of diets and body-toning exercises. However, it's also the month we most expect rain, in short, weird bursts that catch us unawares. Because this is when, technically, we're supposed to have April showers. According to the all-knowing internet, April showers are rains that arrive in the northern hemisphere in early spring meaning heavy rain downpours can be common and caused by the position of the jet stream, which moves north and causes large depressions to bring rain from the Atlantic Ocean. Whatever that means. But because the sun is quite warm by now, it means you can get this weird weather that swings from sun to heavy rain and back again. However, I think April showers are slowly sneaking into June, as sometimes April seems devoid of them completely, but I'll keep you posted on my findings next month. The other delight we have in April this year is Easter, 
The shops are always full of chocolate, torturing everyone that gave up sugar for Lent. And there's one particular kind of Easter food that I most look forward to. Simnel cake. This delight is something I made for myself for the first time a few years ago, and I can't get enough of it. For those who have never heard of this beauty, it's basically a fruit cake with a centre layer of one of my favourite things. You guessed it, marzipan. For my 40th birthday, even though it's in July, my husband actually commissioned his mother to make one for my birthday cake. So I'm very much looking forward to making one of those in a couple of weeks. Things like cake can make even the horrors of childlessness subside for 10 minutes. As they say, you can't buy happiness, but you can buy cake, and that's kind of the same thing. Then, there's also the long Easter bank holiday weekend to indulge in cake and chocolate, where everybody, almost except those that have to work, gets Good Friday and Easter Monday off work. Non-Christians, you're welcome. And if you're a Christian, then you get the remembrance of Good Friday and the celebrations of Easter Sunday to be a part of too, which has a lot of meaning and significance for people going through loss and grief, which I might delve into and explain more about near the time. Then there's nature. As I look out into my garden now at the beginning of April, there is a tsunami of hope coming at me. As Charles Welsh said in A Book of Nursery Rhymes, March winds and April showers bring forth May flowers. Like the rainbow analogy, after the rain, after the storms, after the winter, there comes the rainbow, the flowers, the springtime. Pablo Neruda said, You can cut all the flowers, but you cannot keep spring from coming. I'll put some photos on the blog on the website, but this is the first year I've got a garden that's slightly more established coming into bloom. After we removed all the decking and artificial turf in 2020 and planted our garden to encourage wildlife, we've been enjoying things growing, and last year most things were still fairly new or we were planting things. But this year I've got plants that are a year or two old and I'm getting to see the fruits of my labour, and it's great. The magnolia tree that was dying in the garden centre is now in flower, the Edgeworthia I spoke about previously on the season of March My White is still in flower. The wildlife turf we put down is starting to shoot upwards. The aces have buds of new leaves. The climber I chopped back and thought I'd killed is covered in new leaves. The lavender is starting to bloom and there's daffodils popping up all over the place with huge splashes of yellow. Plus a couple of gorgeous tulips have come back again after I bought a basket of them planted to put in the ground last year to raise money for the local church. I'm excited to see what will grow where. Plus, I'm planning a hedgehog highway gap in the fence, even though Chris has been a bit resistant to this. So this is my way of letting him know that that's probably coming soon. I feel like this is a time of hope after the winter and a reminder that seasons always change. No matter how long the winter feels, spring will come again. Hence, when C.S. Lewis thought up one of the worst things the White Witch could do in Narnia, he opted for this, as Mr. Tumnus tells us. It's she that makes it always winter. Always winter and never Christmas. Think of that. We all need a spring on the horizon, literally and metaphorically. There may be some of you that can't imagine a spring ever arriving, can't see an end to your pain, frustration, tears or hurt. But sometimes just the belief that it's there is enough to sustain us. The same is applicable to hope. We don't always feel hope, can't see it, can't hold it, don't understand it. But the belief in hope, the assurance of better things, is in itself enough to keep us afloat. It's when we let go of that and allow the possibility of an endless winter that we start to sink. Martin Luther King Jr. said, We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope. Desmond Tutu said, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. And hope doesn't just happen. It takes hard work and a decision to believe in it. Our garden isn't just growing. It's growing because we've tended it, found the right place for the right plants, made an effort with it. All the best things involve the worst things. 
We're only doing a podcast on loss because love exists. It doesn't hurt to lose something you care nothing about. In fact, even hope makes life harder. If you hope in something and it lets you down, you get hurt. If you hope in nothing, you save yourself pain. But you invite other things in, like loneliness, disconnection, anger. Marty Rubin said, The deep roots never doubt, spring will come. To choose love, to choose hope, to choose to have faith, is to take a risk on getting hurt or let down. They're all things we can't see, can't hold, literally can't cling to. But they're also the very things that keep people going in the darkest, worst times. A month into the war in Ukraine, in the city of Mykolaiv, a bomb hit a psychiatric hospital just 500 metres away from the maternity unit. A day later, a little baby girl was born metres from where the bomb went off. The news quoted her mother as saying, No matter what happens now, I'm the happiest person. I just feel happiness because my daughter is healthy. The doctor there, head of the maternity ward where Katya was born, described bringing in new life as like bliss. He said, A new life is born, despite all the horrors happening around. That's why we still have hope. Today, a new little girl came into our world. Images showed staff beaming as they welcomed in the 49th baby to be born since the war started. In my experience, hope always finds a way forward. As they say, hope floats. Whether your hope is in God, in love, in being thankful, or in something else, nature seems to always show us the way. In the middle of my garden, where winter frost has destroyed, new buds are appearing. Where there is war and pain and conflict, new lives are being born. Where there has been pain and nights of tears, the sun comes up to shed light and warmth. I looked up the name Katya to find its meaning. It comes from Russian origins and it means pure. What a beautiful image that purity can be born into the middle of a war zone and bring hope. I think April moves my focus outside instead of inside and that's really healthy. When we look at nature or get involved with it, it doesn't matter if we have children, if we are married, if we are at peace, if we're anxious, if we're tired, if we're rested. We just come as we are. There's a reason in lockdown so many people turn to their gardens. And we have a programme in the UK called Gardener's World. Every Friday night it gives gardening tips from a famous garden over here called Monty Don. During lockdown the programme featured home videos of all the unique ways people were gardening, in flats, on balconies, in gardens. The benefits for mental health were huge. It's not easy to get outdoors and enjoy the weather all year round in the UK. But starting from now, it does get a lot easier and it's inviting. I always learn from my garden, all my houseplants. Tending something is so rewarding. Spring is the ultimate time of hope. And I hope that it brings you the same. Wherever you are, whatever season you're in. Spring outside your door doesn't mean the winter in your heart will end. But there is a healing power to seeing nature grow and bloom. And I think it's more than just superficial. It touches the soul and the spirit. April teaches me to hope. It reminds me the seasons change and there's new life after winter. It shows me things will always move on. It shows me that nature always finds a way. Whether in war, whether in peace, new life will always appear in springtime. I'll finish with part of the poem from Robert Browning, Home Thoughts from Abroad. Oh, to be in England, now that April's there. And whoever wakes in England sees some morning unaware that the lowest boughs and the brushwood sheath round the elm tree bowl are in tiny leaf while the chaffinch sings on the orchard bough in England now. <laughs>